More to the fact that I'm saying everybody's expendable. Yeah, no, no, no. What did you say? You said there are... There's no shortage of friends. <laughs> There's no shortage of friends. Is that just serious? Is that terrible? I just think it's realistic. And that doesn't mean that I don't truly value these people and like yeah. love having them in my life. But I don't know. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. I don't know. Well, anyway. All right. Well... Thank you so much for tuning in to episode two of Unsolicited Advice. I'm Brittany Herzbrun, and I'm here with David Zafra. Mm-hmm. So we have some really interesting questions for you today that we're going to be putting our two cents in on. Yep. Um, again, as we've said before, we have no business to be giving anybody advice. No, definitely not. Uh, if you're struggling with any of these same problems and you do take our advice, we're not responsible. Responsible at all. Um, That's in the contract that we signed in our heads. <laughs> yeah. So if you continue listening to this podcast, you're basically agreeing to our terms you're and conditions. Honestly. Yeah. Um, and we're not legally responsible for anything that happens. Yeah. Exactly. All right. And if anybody wants to reach out to either me or Brittany, oh please to do. get some solicited advice. Yes then we can start answering those questions on the pod as well. Yeah, and um, if you do do that, please be sure to let us know if it's okay to use your name or not. Yes. Okay. That would be good. Name. And then also, that's pretty much it, right? Yeah, I was going (laughs) to say if you want to give us advice, but I don't, I would rather not. Please don't give us advice. Don't ever give me advice. (laughs) (laughs) Even if I ask for it. I'm not open to it. (laughs) I will be closed off to it. I won't listen to it. And I will really resent you for it. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to start off with this one. I feel like this. Okay. I'll just get into it. Three of my best college buddies and I go away for an annual guys week in a cabin in the woods. We're all in our mid-30s, and we've been doing these get-togethers for close to a decade. It's our way of staying in touch since we've all uh, got busy lives, and some of us reside in different cities. Though at times I'll go months without talking to them, I consider these guys my closest friends. Can we pause right there? Sure. I so badly want them to have had a threesome. Thank you. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Just like we're so close, and one night we just got too excited, fucked each other. (laughs) What do I do? (laughs) I'm not gay. <laughs> okay, sorry. Continue. Okay, that's I just, okay. I was really hoping that that's the direction it would go in, and I don't think it's going to, but... It's not. Okay. It's okay. actually much much more petty than that. Okay. okay, cool. Let's go. Um, We've seen each other through several relationships, two weddings, one divorce, one of us coming out as gay, so... Oh, so one of them yeah. is gay. Okay. Yeah. One of us realizing he's an alcoholic and getting sober, one of us becoming a father. How many are there? Dysfunctional family issues, the death of another one of our close college friends, professional successes and failures, and you get the picture. On our most recent get-together a few months ago, I overheard my friends discussing me. Before this incident occurred, the four of us had been on the subject of my love life. My longtime girlfriend and I broke up last year for reasons I won't go into here, conveniently. Right. Um, But I did go into with my friends back when she and I decided to end things. 
Not long before my weekend with the guys, she and I got back together and I told them my ex and I were making a go of it again. They didn't say much in response, but I wouldn't have expected them to. Later that day, I stepped out for a walk, but soon realized I'd forgotten my hat, so I returned the cabin to get it. I returned to the cabin to get it. The moment I opened the door, I could hear my friends in the kitchen discussing me. I wasn't trying to eavesdrop, but I couldn't keep myself from listening since they were talking about my girlfriend and me. I wouldn't say they were trashing me, but they did make critical remarks about the way I justify my relationship and other things about my personality that were unflattering. About five minutes into this, I opened the door and shut it so hard they would know I was there and they stopped talking. I tried to pretend I didn't hear what they said, but... Well, okay, I'm going to pause this. He made a point of opening and shutting the door so, so hard they, they would, would know. know he was there, but yeah. then he tried to pretend he didn't hear what they said. Okay, yeah. anyway. But soon I told them what had happened. They were extremely embarrassed. Each of them apologized, assured me that they meant nothing by what they said, and claimed they were only concerned that I'd gotten back together with my girlfriend, who they didn't think is good for me. I played it off like it was cool and acted like I wanted to let bygones be bygones. But it's been a few months and I'm still bothered by what happened. I feel betrayed. It's none of their business who I choose to date for one thing, and for another, I'm pissed they were running me down like that. I recognize that I'm possibly taking this too hard. I'll admit that I've talked about each of them with the others over the years. I've made statements I wouldn't want the person in question to hear, even secondhand. The rational part of me understands that these sorts of discussion among friends are to be expected. It sounds weak to admit this, but I'm hurt. Part of me wants to tell them to go fuck themselves when it comes to the weekend at the cabin next year. What do you think? Should I forgive and forget or find a new batch of buddies? I don't think there's anything to forgive. I they didn't do anything wrong. 100% agree. Your friends know you very well. And for you're saying it's none of their business. They weren't trying to interfere. They were talking about it when you weren't there. Right. And when you, they, you confronted them about that, they were straightforward about what they thought. They're concerned about you because they think you're making a terrible decision, and you probably are. Because why else would they be fucking saying it? Like, but also, it doesn't sound judgmental. You don't have a good relationship with this person. They're looking out for you. Why are you upset that your friends care about you? Right. And even if they don't um, care about you, like, per se, like, that you, you friends talk shit about each other. Everybody talks shit about each other. It's I always think given. that's funny when people are like, oh, why didn't they tell me about it? Why don't they say it to my face? Well, because it's way easier to talk <laughs> shit about you behind your back. And it's fun. Sometimes it's, it's, fun. it's fun to talk shit it's about super people. super fun. That's yeah. why we're doing this right now, because it's fun to talk <laughs> about other people. It's great. Also, I think that's super unfair to say that it's none of their business. If you're close friends with somebody throughout your life... Yeah. Then of course it's their business yeah, what happens to you. Yeah, because they have to deal with your shitty partner. Well, that's true, but I mean, if you, people care about you, so yeah. it, you know, people who have empathy, it affects yeah. other people emotionally. They want the best for you. That so. too, but partners are usually around, and like that, we, yeah. On on this on a previous podcast, we saw people have to deal with shitty people that they don't want to be around. Right. So it affects them. Yeah, I'm assuming. I'm assuming she sucks. I'm assuming the same. Right. Because why would your friends like like be hating on someone that's cool? Yeah. I don't think this guy is mad at his friends. I think this guy knows that his friends are right, and he's so mad about that. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's struggling to let it go, because if he forgives them, then he has to accept that what they're saying yeah. is right and yeah. valid, and he probably shouldn't be in this crappy relationship. Mm-hmm. And he's just clinging mm-hmm. on to being defensive, because that's the only thing holding him to accept, like, thinking that what he's doing is right. Preach. 
<laughs> yeah, we're we're completely on the same page on this one. Yeah, you're. Also, it's crazy to me that they've gone through all these things. They've been friends since they were kids, it seems. And he's like, should I not go to the cabin next year? Because they said no. your girlfriend sucks. Do you know how many friends that I've had, guy and girls, that dated crappy people and they continually did horrible things to them that they've told me about and we've talked shit about them when they broke up and they got back together yeah. and it's no big deal. If Who you, cares? If you don't go to the trip with them and you stay with your shitty girlfriend and then you guys break up, you're going to have to go fucking walking back to your friends with your fucking looking tail like between your idiot, legs. Exactly. Because you made that big of a deal. Yeah. You're going to look like, like a bitch for fucking... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Should you get new friends? New fr- Like, new friends are going to talk shit yeah. about you? Of course yeah. they are. But and they fact, won't even hard, care about you. It's hard to make new friends. Yeah. It is. But who needs them, right? There's, short- there's, a, there's no <laughs> shortage of them. But they're hard to find. They're, they're, the ones that you want to keep around are difficult. Yes. If you want to, you're not going to get to the level of friendship where you're going to go on a fucking yearly cabin trips with somebody. Yeah. That's a tough kind of level of friendship to get to. Yeah. I just, I guarantee you that my friends and I have said to each other yeah. worse things than these people probably yes. said about current partners. And we've Same. just been like, eh, yeah. funny. Trust. Yeah. This guy is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, you're being ridiculous, dude. Yeah, break up with your girlfriend because that's the. Pro- I could tell that is the. Pro- that's what he's. That's the underlying theme of the oh, whole thing. Just the whole like, I don't want to get into the reasons why we broke up. Like, yeah, it sounds like, like she, it's complicated. Yeah, she did something really bad. You know, you know that you're stupid yeah. for getting back together with her. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, we're. We're still on the same page about this one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that was a good one. Okay, here's mine. It's short but sweet. Actually, not sweet at all. It's kind of fucked up. Uh, my boyfriend made the following series of remarks about my forehead. Oh, no! He said, <laughs> I thought you were balding. I'm telling you about it so you can fix it. Your oh, hairline is abnormal. No! And I don't like it. I finally broke down crying for a day and a half. He apologized. Finally, I would have been... Right away. <laughs> I accepted, but the truth is I'm devastated. I've been sel- uh, reading self-help books, trying to restore my self-confidence while simultaneously looking up forehead reduction surgery. No. Should I just ask my boyfriend if I should um, lay my edges down? Will this solve our problem with my perceived disfigurement? Oh, my God. Okay. This is so horrible. She needs to break up with him immediately yeah. because that is just the tip of the iceberg. He's doing that to make her feel bad about herself so yeah. he can control her. Mm-hmm. He's being emotionally abusive. Yes. And he wants to make her feel worthless so she'll never leave him for somebody else or feel worthy enough to be with anybody else. And mm-hmm. eventually he's going to try and control every aspect of her life. Yes. And I wouldn't be surprised if it turned physically abusive. It, it, like That is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It um for sure yeah that's like the beginning signs but of I like an abusive. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so now we know we can't podcast if Spice Girls is playing. No, you really can't. <laughs> I'll tell you what I want, what I really really want. I did this in the third grade talent show, so it's just really oh, bringing nice. something out of me. So if you ever do karaoke, then you can bust this one. I'm sure it'll be a crowd pleaser. It would be a crowd pleaser. Yeah. You're right. I never think to do Spice Girls, but you should. From A to Z. Okay. I'm gonna stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What was uh, your? What were we were okay. talking about? The forehead girl. This person's shitty, obviously. Right. But le- let's just for a second give the guy the benefit of doubt. Maybe he's just like fucking dumb and is one of those guys that just tells it like it is or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not an asshole. I'm just honest. Yeah, one yeah. of those people. Let's say from... 
are, you can't just go and fucking start getting surgery on everything that people don't like. How do you, first of all, how do you have a forehead reduction surgery? I don't know, maybe do like... Do you move your hairline closer? I don't know. Because you would still have the same amount of forehead. Yeah, and you know what? Some people get surgery or whatever, and that's a thing, and if you're if that's what you want to do, I'm not going to judge that. But at the same time, no, you can't just... No, if that's just, what she wants yeah, to do. Yeah, you can't just do it because your fucking boyfriend said that you have a big forehead or whatever. Like, yeah. That's crazy. Maybe somebody likes your forehead. Right, maybe... maybe okay, first of all... I wouldn't even recommend this because uh, that you should not change yourself because some stupid guy. Definitely not for a guy ever. But wouldn't it be far less drastic to get bangs in the meantime, perhaps? <laughs> like, but that's still changing yourself for a dude. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Don't do that either. Yeah. But I mean, that's, sure, that's the a lesser thing. of two evils. I don't know what it is up with girls and getting bangs. That's like a thing that it keeps like... Uh, what do you mean? I always... It's like... I, you know what? I've heard... If you're going to say what I think you're going to say, I've heard a few guys say this, but... I just have several conversations with, with like uh, women in like the last couple of years where they'll just be like... Yeah, you know, I just like I just want like to have like a change in my life or whatever, and I just don't know. Like, and I'll be like, oh yeah, cool. Like, what are you thinking about doing? And they'll be like, I, I just I don't think I'm dying, gonna dye my hair. Well, okay. <laughs> the bangs are not gonna change your life. Okay, you need to change your life in a different way. That Maybe is... the bangs can be represented of something oh, bigger. Oh my god, I dated this guy for a bit, and he said something similar. He was like. Oh, no, I don't like girls with bangs because every girl that has bangs is going through something. It seems like no, it's like you've got to transform not. your hair to, like, prove a point that no, you're in a new place in life. You know what? Life. I had bangs before, and do you want to know why? Why? Because I thought they looked hot. That's it. I was bored with my hair, sure. Well, why is why is the should I get bangs such a big dilemma? Oh, because women? it's a huge commitment. <laughs> it, it, anytime <laughs> I've decided to get bangs after the initial time I got bangs. Yeah. It's been a discussion with my friends because it takes a long time to grow them out. Yeah. It's, it has absolutely nothing to do with what's going on with, in my life. It's so funny It to happens me. so often though that I feel like it's been a thing. But I, I, I took some time. I, I took samples before I decided to make my statement because I didn't want to stereotype or generalize. Right. But it seems to be such a common thing. I mean, I do think that if people are looking to change their life or if they're going through a hard time, maybe feeling like changing something physically about yourself can sort of help that. Okay. Maybe that's what, how people feel. But I don't think that all girls with bangs are going through something. Fair. Yeah, okay. So besides bangs, I mean, if you... I just don't... This person obviously doesn't feel like they ever thought about their forehead before this fucking dude told them something. Yeah, it wasn't like she... <laughs> I mean, I've always been so insecure about my forehead, and then my boyfriend brought it up, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, once you fucking take a look at this dude and see how fucking... Is he, he's, he's so fucking hot that he's just, like, perfect oh, and doesn't this, need anything. This dude is probably janky. <laughs> this girl is probably way too hot for him. It's always guys who are way uglier than their girlfriends that make them feel like shit about themselves. Yeah. Because they're insecure. I have zero sympathy for this guy. I have zero benefit of the doubt for this guy. He's a piece of crap, and he should be avoided at all yeah. costs. The only reason I was going to give him the benefit of the doubt is to be like, let's say... Let's like he's just a dumb dude. Well, let's just say for the sake that he just didn't, is unaware of it or whatever. And even if that's the case, like, why would you let that be a reason for you to straight up get surgery because somebody thinks your forehead's too big? Yeah, well, because he's already, he's already achieved what he wants to achieve. She feels like she needs to keep him. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty sad. Yeah. Yeah, get it together, girl.
Yeah. You're just, better than that. Dump you are off. way better than that. <laughs> God. Yeah. You look like you're balding. Who yeah. says that? But, I mean, carry that. Learn a lesson from this and carry it on to the future because you can't go into a relationship with a new guy and him be like, oh, your toes are weird. And then all of a sudden she's like, I'm going to get toe surgery. Yeah. 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 That guy who uh, said that everybody with bangs is going through something and he would never date somebody with bangs. That didn't make me never want to get bangs again. Yeah. I never want to get bangs again because the growing out process really sucks. <laughs> and they sort of make me look like a little boy with a bull haircut. Mm. But that's another story. For another time. Yeah. All right. What okay. else you got? Uh, mine are so long compared to yours always. All short ones. <laughs> I only have one more, but it's, it's long again. Okay, let's do it. This one is, this one she's going through a lot. Okay. okay. Please, oh, please help me. I'm so mixed up and I'm in so much pain that I'm beginning to be afraid that I might kill myself, though I have two small children and basically I know I can't and would never, and I definitely know how crazy and self-dramatizing that is. The very fact that I think of killing myself when I'm a mother is scaring the shit out of me. I'm somewhat... <laughs> just rereading this is funny. Okay. I'm somewhat unhappily married... Well, it sounds hilarious so far. What? I said it sounds hilarious so far. <laughs> it's not funny at all. But to, for her to say that she's only somewhat unhappily married is funny. Okay. I'm somewhat unhappily married that to... That sounds a unhappily married. Yes. Yeah, just yeah. be real with it, girl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm somewhat unhappily married to a complicated man who is also a wonderful man in many ways. Aren't we all both... Aren't we all both... both why can't I say both? We... Okay. Tangent? Yeah. I've been thinking a ton about that because we... For, for the movie that you and me did together. Yes. You talked about how you add an L to both. A what? An L to oh, both. Oh, yeah. Both. Yeah. And then take the L out of wolf. <laughs> oh! <laughs> that's so funny. I found where I put it. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. So... Both. I've been driving like... Madison crazy. Yeah. Because I keep saying salmon. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> On purpose or? No, it just comes like that and I forget sometimes. And yeah. I'm super upset about it. And then the other day, without realizing, I was talking about this restaurant, the broken yolk. Yolk. I said yolk to a friend. Yolk. And he right away was like, wait, what did you say? And I was like, broken yolk. And I, he's like, I, I think it's pronounced yolk. I actually <laughs> feel like I say yolk too. Do you? Yeah, because to me, yolk sounds so weird yolk yolk yeah but apparently yolk sounds I, bad too they both sound it's not a nice word it's a bad word in general yeah yeah you're right it's pretty ugly sounding i've started saying herb that's bad <laughs> i know but it's for a particular reason okay. uh there's this restaurant in little italy called urban wood but whenever i say that people think i'm saying urban like urban wood, but oh. it's really herb and wood. Gotcha. So now I've gotten in the habit of saying that, that it's kind of just like, I feel like if I don't say herb, people won't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I guess it in that context, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Like, but also, why does it matter if they know if it's urban or herb? I don't know that it, I don't think it does. Now I said herb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I think I think that I was struggling so hard right now with both because I was trying not to say it with an L, and I just couldn't. I felt I like couldn't you just it. said it with an L. Without an L? or <laughs> With the one. How do you say it? Both. Both? Yeah, <laughs> you over-enunciated, but yeah, that's... <laughs> Bo both. I don't know. Yeah, anyways. Okay, I'm going to skip it. I'm going <laughs> to... Um, aren't we all... 
also, also <laughs> monsters and nice people during my last pregnancy. That's such a cop out, but sure. I mean, it's true, but yeah. It's a cop out. During my last pregnancy, I very unwisely started an inappropriate correspondence with an ex from high school online. Thanks, girl. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Facebook. I knew what I was doing was wrong. I knew I was lonely and angry at my husband for all the reasons. I like the song playing to this, actually. <laughs> I knew I was uh, lonely and angry at my husband for all the reasons people in their 30s with little kids get angry at each other, just a little more so in our case. Somehow I thought I could get away with crossing a line, little, uh, oh, a little line without it turning into anything. I was faithful, a good wife, a good person, a pillar of her community. What does that mean? I don't well, know. When people say they're a pillar of their community, what does that mean? They're involved, I guess, and stuff. Like I don't you're know on the I neighborhood watch? Like maybe? you go to church? I don't know. Okay. Anyway, a good friend, I would never, etc. Well, this ex and I fell in love. I turned out th- it turned out that he is a crossdresser. I didn't know about it in high school. It's getting steamy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I've always been kind of wanting to be a lesbian, but not really into girls. I've tried. So it's perfect. Yeah. Because he cross-dresses. Yeah, but exactly. it, Yeah, okay. So we both have serious abuse in our backgrounds. We both feel like... <laughs> <laughs> you said it fine that time I saw it. I yeah, I think so too. Um, we both feel like together we could be complete, ourselves intimate in ways that we've never even imagined being with another person. I know how cliche that is, though it feels different in this case, another cliche, because of the fetish and power exchange aspects of our relationship. I've only been aware of the extent of the physical and psychosexual abuse in my childhood since starting therapy a few years ago. I originally started therapy with my husband pre-affair, and it sort of improved things until this. The affair has been mainly mainly virtual, though my love and I have been uh, though my love and I have seen each other once. Though it has now been going on for over a year, the active affair has only been for short periods of time. I can correspond with my love for about a month before the guilt and pain and horror and fear make me stop. As I said, I have tiny children. (laughs) I just picture very, very (laughs) (laughs) miniature children. I'm so afraid of leaving my husband to raise them on my own or without my husband's emotional and logistical support. I'm so sad to hurt and abandon my husband, whose life has not been easy either. He's done shitty things to me in the past few years, but he doesn't deserve this. I've gone for periods of one to three months totally out of touch with my love, but I just feel sadder and more depressed and darker and more lonely without him. He can and would move to my city to be with me, but if I left my husband, I would be in uncharted waters. I often fear that I'm losing my mind. I'm in therapy and have discussed medication with my therapist, but it's hard to believe that my problem is medication requiring when it seems so situational. My therapist hasn't come down strongly one way or another. I'm currently in another it's finally over phase with my love, but it doesn't feel over at all. Also, I feel so miserable around my husband that sometimes I can barely talk. I'm drinking, I'm smoking, I'm watching TV. (gasps) The horror. I mean, if it's reality TV, then yeah, get your life together. (laughs) Whatever. I'm hiding behind the children. I want to just tell my husband the truth and then let everyone deal with the situation like adults. But I have received legal advice that says that it would be foolish and crazy to give my husband information about the affair and the fetish aspects, which I feel like is crucial to any of this making sense and being true when facing a custody battle. My husband works long hours, and I'm the primary caretaker of our children. See how we got ourselves into this mess in the first place. But he has already told me that he'll fight me for custody to his last breath if I try to leave him. He's a powerful guy and very tenacious. I'm trying to love him and get over these feelings and absorb and accept that this is my life and I can't change it. But again, the darkness. 
what can I do? Can you help? The last piece of semi-relevant information here might be that though I know though I know I sound hysterical and dramatic and possibly dangerous, this is so out of character for me. I've always been the person with her shit together, self-sufficient, there in other people's time of need, and so on. The pillar of her community, gotcha. one would say. Yeah. Uh, I really pray you answer my letter. Thank you. Despair girl. I got two things to say about that. That is that was so long. Okay. That was a very long story. It's adorable. Honestly, like that's a shame that she's in the situation. Like, go be with the fucking dude that you want to be with. Like, your husband sucks ass. Get out of there. But first of all, I'm going to go back to the thing I said in the previous episode, which is you can't put a price on your happiness. Right. Like, I understand that certain things might be difficult, but you you just said it like, I'm fucking miserable with my husband. Now, there's no semi unhappily married you're unhappily married right uh, okay don't you think there's something to factor in with things were getting better when they started therapy before she started talking to this guy i sometimes think people are too quick to throw away relationships that start to get a little difficult which i feel like you can relate to because i don't think madison would mind me saying this because i feel like you have said this before that when you guys first started dating, you were miserable, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think those things come in waves. And but she also, both of us have always said, don't do what we did. Okay. To other people. Okay. We got lucky. Yeah. But I feel like people always say marriage is hard. and yeah, it is definitely hard. Well, I mean, obviously people always say that, but you go through times where you're not really on the same page or you're not, you have to work at loving that person. True, but it sounds like she's like, doing it's like she's like really into this other dude the only reason I'm even arguing that at all is because she just had another kid yeah and i feel like she's probably starting to lose her identity a little bit or maybe she's like i just feel like that could probably very hard and stressful say that again because this is i think coming loose or something because it's not what part should i repeat the whole thing <laughs> The, that last sentence cut out. So. Oh. Um, I feel like... Just had a kid. What? She just had a kid. And she, ha- she has two small children. That's so stressful. Yeah. I'm sure she loves them to death, obviously, but I feel like that is probably a huge reason why she's feeling so lost and struggling to adjust with how her life is now. Yeah. And maybe just she wants something different so badly that she's... This guy is a fantasy, essentially. Yeah. And she thinks it's gonna it's gonna pluck her out of this life that she has now, and I don't think I don't think that that's necessarily smart either. Like I don't think that is necessarily real. Yeah, I mean I don't think like at the first sign of hardship, give up on your marriage and go be with somebody else, because eventually you're gonna get to certain difficulties with the person that you're with any person that you're with. Right. When any person that you date or try to be in a relationship with, you're gonna hit hardships. But it sounds like she's been with this person for a long time. It seems like he's not that involved with the raising of the kids. And that's kind of makes her unhappy. It seems like there's certain things that he's not fulfilling that she needs. And she really, she like not just is into this guy. It seems like she like really is like super into him. Like, I but don't know. But she's seen him once in a year. It's, it's very easy yeah. to have an online correspondence with somebody that's ideal. Yeah. Um, well, Here's the thing. I'm not saying one way or the other that it would be right to stay with her husband because I don't think you should stay with somebody and be miserable um, and just because you're afraid of hurting somebody. Because if I were that, if I were her husband, I wouldn't want 
that. Yeah, but also some people are very insecure in relationships, and so they would rather the person stay and be miserable. Yeah, well, what I think, I'm not saying that that's, I'm not saying either choice is right. What I think she needs to ask herself is if I was not with, if I didn't have this affair, if this guy was not a part of my life, would I still want to leave my husband? Well, I mean, they were getting counseling before the affair, she said. And things started to get better. Yeah, but then... Yeah, I guess. But if you... So what's happening now? Like, do they need to be constantly having counseling and stuff like that for them to be okay, or...? Well, I don't know. I guess I guess the choice shouldn't be, are you happier alone than you are with your husband? Because she might actually just love this guy more than her husband. Or, yeah, yeah, I guess that's a good... But also, yeah, I guess that's a good point, is, like, like would you... Like, if this other guy wasn't around, would you be better off being alone than you would be being with your husband? Because <laughs> if that's the case, then it sounds like it's the problem is the husband. Yeah. I and mean, she's, she, she seems like she's, she's saying she's fucking miserable drinking and smoking and watching television. I guess that's the thing that makes Well, but miserable. I think that's because she's put, like, she's From the stress projecting of being an affair. that and also projecting on her husband, like, you're the reason we're not together. So she's probably resenting him for something he has no idea. Yeah, but it is also unfortunate that she can just go and fuck around with this other guy and not have that be a problem. My advice would be you guys need to see each other more often <laughs> in, in this <laughs> before you really make a decision. It's true. I don't know. Uh, we're encouraging the cheating, is what we're saying. <laughs> I mean, she's already <laughs> cheating. Yeah, I guess. I don't really know if that's actually my advice. I don't know what my advice is. This is this is kind of a complicated one, and I feel like this is the one we've disagreed the most on. Do you think that she has to weigh the fact... I mean, she obviously is responsible for her kids, so do you think she has to kind of take a little bit of a hit on her happiness for their sake? Or happiness is the kid's happiness, because if their kids are growing up seeing their parents in miserable relationship. Yeah, but what she good does is that going to do them. She does have to be a little bit less reckless than someone who is just married and say could just be like, "Oh, I'm just going to be in a relationship with this guy now." It complicates things for sure because then you're thinking about like you like she said custody battles and all this shit like Yeah, but they're which, so tiny, you know. Yeah, but if the guy is the kind of person that's going to be like Oh, I'll fucking fight you. Like, that doesn't sound like a good dad. No, that doesn't sound like a good that dad. That sounds like just like a bad person. Especially since he knows he can't be there for them with his job. He's not. Yeah, so he's just a piece of shit. So he's going to fight them for custody to have somebody else take, take care, care of them because of his pride. Yeah. And wanting to be right. I mean, yeah, he's, he's not. That doesn't seem like a very nice thing to do. Me and Madison have talked in the past when things got bad and we're like, what would we do in this specific situation? And both of us... I think I've acknowledged that we're both very good parents and we wouldn't want to, like, we'd want to put them before anything else. Yeah. And nobody's going to be trying to, like, fight anybody for anything. Like, we'd have 50-50. Right. So, if you, if you have a, if you're, if you have a type of partner that would want to take you away from your kids, that's probably not a very good partner. Well, see, my initial advice was going to be, I think that she should tell her husband everything. I think that she should tell her husband where it's stemming from. Maybe like but what she's she said getting, that she seeks out ex- legal advice. Exactly. So. Yeah. So that's where it becomes difficult because I was gonna say, if you talk to your husband about liking the cross be- cross dressing aspect, yeah. not feeling fulfilled, possibly he would maybe try to work. Yeah. On that. But See, that's another aspect though is that she's looking for like this whole other thing that she can't. Yeah. Get from her husband. I mean, maybe she doesn't even even have... Well, he could probably still use it in a custody battle, even if she didn't say this other guy was involved. But 
I just really want you to start cross-dressing, which odds are he sounds like a very um, proud man, so I don't think that he would yeah, be into that. Yeah, he's a man, you know, toxic masculinity and all that stuff. People feel like it's, like, a bad thing to be yeah. that way. Like, if someone was like, I want you to wear a suit, I'd be like, all right, I guess. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, You know, I guess if somebody asked me to do a certain thing like that, I might have a couple of questions. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there would be a discussion. At the same time, if I really love somebody, I want to do what they want to make them yeah. happy. Yeah. Because if they're asking you to do it, they're obviously not trying to seek that elsewhere. Yeah. So that's exactly. good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you think about it that way. Yeah. Yeah, there's things that I might do in a certain situation that I wouldn't normally do just because I enjoy it. But, you know, it, if it brings my partner pleasure, then why not? Right. Yeah. I don't know. She should probably get a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> There's that's no shortage of future husbands. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> there in the world. Yeah. That's probably more true than the friend thing. I Debatable, but sure. I mean, you could probably find, like, a lot of people to marry. You don't have to be in love with them. Well, yeah, you know, the, me and my friends talked about this when we were um, getting ready for our high school reunion because um, people, like, we, me and my, my other married friend were like, we don't really have anything to, like, show that we've accomplished. And and everybody was like, oh, well, you you've been married and blah blah. Like, that doesn't anybody with like some free time and like sixty dollars can get married. Yeah. That's not an accomplishment. Anybody who decides to get married can get married. Yeah, it's so easy. It doesn't require any work at yeah. all. Maybe having a good marriage is hard. Right. But getting married itself is not impressive to anybody. Yeah. Well, you have children. That's also very easy to do. Yeah, yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> But what those people are actually saying to you is you have a good marriage and you have, well, like, great kids. Yeah, strangers, strangers don't know that, though. And it's such a compliment to you. Pose. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, here's my next one. Um, uh, this is from, uh, I think it's a woman. I'm driving in... Uh, New York City at a snazzy new job. And While she's writing this? She's thriving. Oh, I thought you said driving. I might have by accident. <laughs> I was like, thriving <laughs> in New York City. As a snazzy new job. And last night I returned from a week in San Francisco. Tired and jet lag. I ordered a bottle of bourbon from a local... A bottle of what? Uh, bourbon. Okay. From a local wine and spirit store. The delivery boy was hot. Oh. Inquiry <laughs> tattooed bike messenger uh, type with David Bowie cheekbones and green eyes. I reached... Um, You're right, it is hard to talk <laughs> as a girl or a guy. <laughs> I reached for my handbag to tip him and discovered I had no cash, so I invited him in for some bourbon. I didn't have sex with him, but we did a little of everything else, just like in high school, which he no doubt remembers very well since he is 24 and I just turned 49. Um, did Raul write that? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. I'm sure he's been in a lot of situations like this one. Dilemma one, he just texted me and he wants to see me again. Dilemma two, I haven't had sex in two years. Dilemma three, I can't possibly look uh, that good. Is he hustling me? Question mark. <laughs> what would he, he be hustling me? What would he be hustling her for? I mean, he's trying to get in on that ass, I guess, but it seems like she's down for that, so I don't know what the problem is. Yeah, I don't know. I, I get feeling insecure about the age difference. Yeah. And anytime, I feel like no matter how hot you are, like, I'm sure she's attractive. Yeah. And I feel like no matter what, if you find somebody very attractive, you feel insecure about it. So, I don't know. 
know. I think she just needs to give herself a break and just see what happens. I mean, <laughs> if he's trying to, what did she say, hustle her? Hustle her. She'll be able to figure that out. And then... Yeah, I guess, like... But I mean, also, like, what guy is going to be like, hey, I'm going to try to hook up with this lady to see if I can get some fucking money or, like... with some more bourbon. Yeah. I he mean, works at a liquor store. <laughs> yeah, obviously... Or I, he delivers for one. Either way, it seems like he's got easy access to alcohol. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if you met and you were... Like, if she met him in a bar and she was buying him a ton of stuff and had sort of set that precedent yeah. and then he was hitting her up after, I might be a little concerned that that's all that he was into. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, if they go... I mean, if she goes on a date with him and then he's trying to get her to buy... That would be a red stuff, flag. Then, yeah. Yeah, pay attention for the red flags and set up some boundaries, but, but if there's, he's... There's yeah. no issue right now, you yeah. know? That's overthinking, I think. Yeah, she hasn't had sex in two years. I've definitely gone more than two years without having sex. And guess what? The next time I had sex, you remember how. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty uh, intuitive. Yeah, it's actually um, a lot easier than riding a bike because... It, I went a while without riding a bike and was very shaky. Literally, Madison forgot how to ride a bike. Yeah, you can... I don't know why that's a saying, because it's not... <laughs> the saying should be like, it's just like having sex, because it doesn't matter how long you go. You remember as soon as you start to do it. <laughs> and two years isn't even that long, I don't think. I always, It would be for me. Really? Well, yeah, you're yeah, you're married. Yeah. I always go through really long periods where long I don't periods. have sex with anyone. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, our long periods will be like weeks, maybe at most. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go through a long time. But it's not really a big. I never even. I never think about it. I'm not like, oh my god, it's been two and a half years, and the next person I have sex with, it's it's just been so long. Like yeah. that's never even a thought. In I my don't brain. know if I think about it in that way, but I have for sure in the past wished. I could not think about it like the way some people do. Like if I, I talked about this with another friend, if I could take like a pill that would make me not feel horny ever. Well, that's <laughs> what I mean. I, if you're in a relationship and you're not having sex for two and a half years, then obviously I would be it's thinking. a very different situation. Yeah, yeah, I would. That would be a big problem and yeah. a big thought and a big issue. But if I'm single and I don't have sex for two and a half years. You're chilling. I don't care. Yeah. yeah, I'm not. I mean, there are probably times where I'm like, oh, it'd be cool to have sex right now with somebody that I like. But I'm not worried the next time I do that it's going to be bad or yeah. something. I, yeah, I don't know. That's weird. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, get that shit, girl. But none of this is a problem. She's just being ridiculous. Yeah. She She's just Similar to your previous advice, cut yourself some slack. Yeah, cut yourself some slack. <laughs> You're probably um, an older lady who's really hot. Yeah. He probably liked the confidence of her to invite him in. Yeah, I'm sure he was just down. Like, why wouldn't she be down to like, hey, there's this like fucking attractive older woman. Yeah. Just invited me in her house. She knows what she wants. And she, and she knows what she's doing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <gasps> Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, I just feel like it would be strange. Like, I don't understand what angle you would have to take to try to hustle somebody in the situation. Because she's a thriving gal with a thriving, job in New York City. Yeah. Yeah. But. I like how she had to say that. I know. A little fucking. Yeah. <laughs> take it easy there. Okay. Yeah. Humble brag right, right there. Right. Yeah. I am so, I want to know what's happened with all of these people since then. 
Because the questions that I were asking, I was asking, were from 2012. Yeah. So like, so much has happened since then. Yeah. I wish there was a way to reach out to these people. That guy's husband probably murdered her. Oh, God. That <laughs> happens so often. It's actually... I know. You know, I wouldn't be too surprised. Maybe she left him for the new guy, and the new guy murdered her. No, more than, more likely she would leave him for the new guy, and then the husband, husband would, would murder, murder both of them. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's usually the way it goes. It's usually not the new guy that murders anybody. Yeah. And then the children, they would probably film a documentary where the children keep defending the dad, even though they know the dad did it. Like the staircase. I don't know if you've seen it. I haven't seen that. That sounds crazy. Oh, yeah. That sucks out. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> Disturbing. Yeah. All right. Do you got another one? I don't. I only had two for this one, but they were really long. So I feel like you could. Okay. I got one more. Yeah. This is from a woman. She said, uh, I need advice on differing, cul- um, differing cultures between my parents and my boyfriend. My boyfriend, Bill, and I have been together for about a year and a half, and we are both uh, almost 30 years old. I have a large, tight-knit family, and we like to go out a lot and do community-oriented things in our home life. His family is more independent, and they like to do their own thing in their own home. Nevertheless, when I visit them, his parents are always friendly and interested in what I'm doing. But when he comes over to my home, there's an awkward tension of differences in etiquette when he enters the house. My parents might be sitting in the living room and he comes in quietly. He might mutter, hey, but it's just so awkward and my parents won't say a word. I used to probe things along by saying, hey, Bill's here, everybody, but I've given up on that. I've talked to both parties about it and they both have different perspectives. I have gone back and forth between them on this subject and it has an exhausting number of talks with Bill about this. Uh, My parents have said that as a man dating their daughter, he needs to show proper respect of uh, giving a decent hello. In their perspective, it is their house and the honest, is that honest? Did she misspell that? I don't know. Is on him to greet them first. If they say hello first, they're enabling him. This is embarrassing to hear. Uh, according to Bill, he does say hello and when they are, and they are the ones that are withholding a greeting to be rude. He's the one coming and as a familiar guest and should be greeted rather than be made feel like an outsider. Every time I ask him to be more direct in his greeting, he thinks I'm putting him down. He says it's just his... Um, uh, I lost my place. He says it's just his personality and they need to be more accepting. as become a uh, soft spot for him and he feels like I'm not defending him, that I'm allowing my parents to dictate how he should do things or change him when they are not doing their own part to welcome him. From my parents' perspective, that's ridiculous. They are asking him to be a man and to step out of his comfort zone a little bit. They believe that these are signs of immaturity and a lack of self-confidence and respect, despite the fact that they do get along when he's around for the most part. Neither side is backing down. The opinions of my parents are hurtful, and Bill has made it known that he is, um, that I stand by him on this. The awkward greetings continue to happen, and they are painfully embarrassing for me. That is, I 100% agree with her parents. Yeah. He is being so stubborn. Yeah. And so childish. And the whole time you were reading this question, I'm like, why is this an issue at all? It obviously seems like, well, it doesn't seem like she said her family has strong cultural ties. They probably have a lot of traditions and a lot of values. It seems like he doesn't ascribe to any of that. And as somebody who something like that isn't important to, why wouldn't you just do what is obviously super important to somebody else if it doesn't matter to you? Like, it's not going against your own beliefs, 
and your own um, culture. So just, it, it's so easy to just change the way you greet somebody. <laughs> like that's not even, I mean, I don't know what, like I can't imagine sh- he, they're wanting him to like kiss their feet. They're probably just wanting him to say like, hello, Mr. and Mrs. blah, blah, blah. Thank you so much for allowing me into your home. Like, I don't understand what they could be asking that's so bizarre. Yeah. It, I don't know. That That's really crazy to me. That That's become a huge issue in their relationship. Because if he's not willing to compromise that, then I don't know. Yeah, but I guess what are you supposed to do? Because it doesn't seem like she's unhappy with him besides this awkwardness between the parents. But why this animosity for her parents? Like, it seems like they get along otherwise from what she said. So it's just like, it seems like he's just like the audacity to have somebody ask me to do something that I don't want to do. So no, like he was just... Yeah, that's a pretty shitty way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that makes sense. I can get on board with that. I guess at the same time, it's like, I'm thinking about like how me and Madison have very culturally different families. And um, I think maybe we can come off kind of badly to each other's families sometimes. But at least on Madison's part, um, she doesn't speak the same language as my mom does. So it is kind of difficult for them to like communicate and get along with each other. I, at the same time, I think they would probably appreciate it if they, she made the effort at least, even if it was in English, to try to like reach out a little bit more. Um, that being said, I don't know if they, my family started making a big issue of it where I would stand on the issue and how much of an issue I would make it between me and her. I don't know. It's tough. But don't you think if you were dating somebody and they were like, hey, in our culture, it is super disrespectful if you don't shake my dad's hand and kiss my mom's cheek when you greet them. Yeah. Could you imagine me like, nah. Like, that just doesn't make sense to me. (laughs) If you care. First of all, that's not even a lot to ask of somebody. Yeah. And secondly, if you care about that person, you want to make a good impression on their parents. So I just don't, I don't get why you don't do that. Yeah. It doesn't even seem like a compromise to me. Definitely. Like he says that he, that's not his personality. Yeah, no, I completely, completely It's not my personality your, yeah. to kiss somebody's cheek either, but if that's yeah. what they want to do, then yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. If it's seen as rude not to, it's also, I'm sure, not in that pers- that guy's personality to be rude. Yeah. But he's passively being rude. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know. I, I like that you are willing to be respectful of other people's cultures and all that stuff. It's good stuff. Um, I guess the only thing that I'm... I remember I had a an argument with Madison's mom about me wearing a wedding ring. Because of, I guess maybe it was important to her. I don't know how important culturally wedding rings are to... Just like regular white people. I don't think it <laughs> runs deep in your fucking ancestors' roots to do it. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay, go on. I, I straight up was like, I'm not going to do it. And Madison was upset about it at the time. She's gotten over it since then. But I was like, I'm not going to do it. Like I, like, I get that you're upset about this and Madison's upset about this. But I'm seriously just not going to cooperate with this tradition. It's a thing I don't want to do. I don't believe in it at all. Yeah. And I still don't fucking wear a wedding ring. I think that's <laughs> so different, though, because that's obviously something 
that means something to you and you feel really strongly about and kind of changes your identity a little bit. Yeah. And it kind of is like, I belong to this person, which I know that you don't like to ascribe to. Yeah. Um, and I also understand Madison's mom being freaked out by that because to her that means like you're not showing other people that you're committed to my daughter. So why don't you want to do that sort of thing? <laughs> but that is totally different than like say yeah. hi to me differently. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. Cool. All I right. like your answer. I agree with it. Yeah. This guy, yeah, get it together, guy. Get it together, guy. <laughs> I, I also hope all of my advice is to break up with you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's what we're saying in this situation, but yeah, maybe. But I guess what what advice could we give to the girl about? Okay, so we acknowledge that the guy's wrong. She seems a little passive about it in both aspects. She seems like she's letting her parents vent about it, and she's kind of like, oh yeah. yeah. And then her boyfriend is doing the same thing, and she's like, oh, mm. yeah. And it seems like it's important to her that he does what her parents want. Yeah. I just think she needs to be a little more... I feel like maybe he seems like an otherwise nice guy, yeah. just based on this, the way she wrote the question. I feel like if she made it known that it was actually important to her, then he might change what he's doing. Yeah, I would hope so. If not, then I guess that's another issue. Yeah. But yeah, I guess you maybe you're right. She's being a little bit passive about it. Yeah. Because if she's presenting it to him as like, my parents are super upset about this. I don't really get why. I don't care. But you know what I mean? Then he might be like, well, no. Even still, I think that's ridiculous because I would would want to, uh, I would want her parents to like me. But I could see that a little bit more. I wonder like what the cultural differences are here. Like, are they... Did it say her name? It didn't. Oh, okay. It just... They, she signed it off as like stuck in the middle. Yeah, I'm gonna assume real hard what Bill is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But if it's if she said cultural differences, maybe she's like some different ethnicity or something. Maybe. Well, I'm sure. I, I I just can't even imagine what sort of thing it could be. Like, is he supposed to bow? I don't know. Nothing that they could want him to do seems outrageous to me. Yeah, definitely not. And I yeah, definitely. I guess if it's like a thing that is like. How are you just going to be straight up disrespectful to another person's culture? Yeah. If it's that important to them. Yeah. That's fair. I can understand that. I guess the only reason I was like kind of holding back on being more critical about this issue is because I remember having that conversation with Madison's mom about the wedding ring thing. So I was just kind of yeah. like... Yeah. And that's know. different. That's different. Because that actually matters to you. This doesn't matter to this guy. Yeah. Yeah. So you're like fine. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you could help me with this issue that has been weighing down on me for a long time now. Yeah. So I actually don't know that I noticed that you didn't wear red rings. Before. Really? Yeah. It's like one of my like opening jokes in my stand-up set. Maybe. <laughs> but you I haven't seen me on stage that often, so. Yeah. I also never pay attention to stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Like That's funny because people always talk about how they notice it immediately. I never do. People will say that to me. Like, um... If somebody thinks the guy is hot or something, they're like, oh, did he have a wedding ring? And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't pay attention to that kind of thing either. Yeah. Yeah. But I've heard other people say that they do. That's really, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's really weird. Also, if I saw a ring on someone's hand, like... It would take me a bit to figure out... Is that a wedding ring? I'd I'd wonder about it. I have to be like left, right. I have to like turn around (laughs) and put myself (laughs) in their direction to figure it out. 
Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, it wouldn't be like an instinct for me to be like, oh, that hand right Off there. Off limits. Yeah, yeah like, I yeah. don't know. I don't. Maybe I should pay attention to it. I don't know. No, it's not even a thought in my brain. Nah, I'd rather just continue to not pay attention to it. Yeah. It make more sense to me. Yeah, I wouldn't want to wear a wedding ring either, I don't think. I don't understand what the point is. I do think I want... <laughs> I mean, I obviously have strong opinions about it, but... Does Madison? She does. Okay. Okay. I do it's think... It's important to her for some reason. I don't know why. It's like a token... I, I understand it because I feel like if somebody didn't give me a wedding ring, I might feel weird about that if it were not previously discussed. Yeah. I just don't want to wear I don't know. I would like wear it around my like a necklace or something. Mm-hmm. It just feels like it's so much like people's excuse for it is that they have to do it to make sure that other people know. But why do they need to know? Like, your friends, your family, your coworkers, your, like, acquaintances, they'll fucking know that you're married. Yeah. I think People know I'm married. Yeah, and if you're so concerned that you need a wedding ring to not have your partner cheat, then you it, probably Which doesn't make sense either, because you can take off a ring. Exactly. Unless yeah. you get tattooed on your forehead, I'm married. Yeah. It's very easy to lie about being married. That's true. It's just, I guess, a symbol that you love that person i don't know it's just one of those things where logically i feel the exact same way that you do but part of me would be bothered like why doesn't this person want to do like for me i would be like oh that person doesn't want to give me that because for all of the same reasons why i'm sure your mom or your mother-in-law freaked out about it even though you want one but do you care if your husband or your future husband would wear a wedding ring i feel like the thing is, no. I feel like if it were a discussion and we both were on the same page about it and about why, then I wouldn't wear one either. So I wouldn't want to wear one and have him not wear one. Okay. Um, I just think it really depends on how secure you are in your relationship, you know? Yeah, I suppose. Um, I wouldn't take somebody else's last name. Interesting. Madison took yours, right? Yeah, but she didn't like her last name. What was her last name? Lester. Lester? Yeah. Yeah, I would take <laughs> <laughs> I would take Zafra. Zafra I think I have a pretty good last yeah, name. Yeah, it's like sassy. <laughs> like Zafra. <laughs> like uh, Zadaran. Do you know what, what that is? That? No. It's like a, I think it's like a, um, like a New Orleans like rice mix. Oh, like a <laughs> rice mix. So. Oh, man. I'm like like Zafra. Pilaf. It's zesty. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Um, Hersbrun. That's a pretty good one. You think I so? Like it, yeah. I was going to say, someone argue it's not the best, but no, I think I it's like, chill. Yeah, I don't. It's that's, unique. That's I don't know any hers brand. Exactly. That's me. Like, yeah. my last name makes up a part of me, mm-hmm. and I don't need to take somebody else's identity. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. This is. A, so, I don't know if you know this, but they have like rubber wedding rings for guys that like work in hard labor jobs okay. that don't want to like have like a wedding ring that can like because having a wedding ring can like hurt your hand if you're like working with your hands and shit like yeah. that or like if for, for guys that do jujitsu or something like that like having jewelry in your fingers and stuff you could so hurt somebody else you can hurt somebody else you can hurt yourself okay so they have like rubber bands that you can buy so that people know you're married but you're wearing like a fucking oh, so rubber it, band on your finger wait, wait, wait it's not even like 
to use as the permanent wedding ring. It's like, take your wedding ring off, put this on in the meantime sort of thing? No, it's like a, yeah, it's it's a wedding ring to wear all the time. Oh, okay. But I guess... I mean, both are ridiculous. They're both ridiculous. Yeah. The fact that you wear a fucking rubber thing on your hand to replace a wedding ring is so dumb. Yeah, I mean, all of it is just so steeped in tradition that doesn't matter anymore, but the problem is is that if people are not doing it, you wonder why. Yeah. I mean, it's the same with even getting married in the first place. There's True. no reason for it. Yeah. Um, aside from tax purposes and a lot of legal things <laughs> that go into it. Yeah. But it's just you wonder, even though I might not necessarily think marriage matters, if your partner doesn't want to marry you, then you're like, well, why not? Yeah. It's just those things are hard to get past. I suppose that's true. Yeah. I guess you guys got to be on the same page about that kind of thing. Yeah. But then you're like, are you actually on the same page or do you just not want to be married? <laughs> yeah, I guess that's the thing I see that I in people, in certain relationships where you have a person that really wants to get married. Yeah. And the other person doesn't. Yeah, I can kind of see where there's obviously a power dynamic in that situation. And the person that doesn't want to get married is usually the one holding the power. Right. So I guess maybe there's some examination that needs to be had in those kinds of relationships. Yeah. But. What made you decide, because you seem like somebody who might be like, why do we need to get married? Yeah, I honestly didn't want to get married for like a long time in my and life. And then what changed your mind about it? The fact that Madison wanted to get married, I guess. So it was just one of those things like you would have, if it were up to you, it wouldn't have mattered. But she wanted it so much that you were like, okay. Yeah, I guess that's, that was part of it, and also just like being caught up in the moment of, of the relationship, where it's just like this is the thing, that means something. Right. So like that's the, the step that I'm gonna take. Yeah, I mean, regardless, you felt that you wanted to be with her forever. Never. That's never been a thing. Okay. So and even now. I still now. don't tell her. We don't tell each other we're gonna be together forever. Yeah. What do you What do you say? We don't say that. <laughs> So I don't know if what we say. I don't know what we say in replacement of uh, want to be together forever. Well, but I mean, what's the idea? The idea is that we're just gonna be together for as long as we can. For as long as you guys want to be together. As long as we want to be together. Yeah. That's it. It's probably gonna be forever. I think. That's how I feel like it'll end up being just because. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys seem like you're always able to get on the same page with each other. I mean, I think having lower expectations like that probably helps. If your expectation is we're going to be together forever and you're in a situation where like, man, this is really difficult, then forever seems like a long fucking time. Yeah. But if your expectations are lower, yeah. like let's just be together for as long as this is working out, Yeah. then you can keep making it work out and that can last a long time. That is 100% true. And I'm just going to relate it to something so much smaller. Okay. But um, I've had like a horrible past week, which I've talked to you about. I'm not going to talk about why. But um, so I really, really, really wanted to not go to work yesterday. And I told my direct supervisor, like, hey, I'm not coming in. And just knowing that I, I already made the choice. Like before I was like, I have to go to work. I have to go to work. I have to go to work. I can't. And then me even saying, like, I'm not going to go to work today, and it being a choice, then I was like, all right, I guess I'll go. Like, just the not having to do it yeah. made doing it so much easier. Yeah, okay. I actually, that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. So then I went to work. 
Yeah. So I feel like it's the same thing when you're like, I'm in this forever. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. As opposed to like, I can stop this whenever I want. Probably makes it a lot easier to get through difficult times. Yeah. And I think you told me recently that you're in like the best place you've ever been with For her. sure the best place, yeah. Yeah. And that was like, like I said, our 10 years was in July. And since then have had certain things come up that have put us in an even better position than we were yeah. ever before in our relationship. Well, that's good to know. So July, yeah. two months ago, you weren't feeling great about things. Yeah. And then two months later, you're yeah. in the best place you've ever been. Yes. So that woman <laughs> with her husband, who knows? Yeah, maybe if you open up a little bit and try to like get in, out of your comfort zone, yeah, maybe they're right. Maybe you should just try to man up a little bit make some sacrifices, get out of your comfort zone, and who knows, maybe it'll end up paying off. Yeah. And then if that doesn't work, then you should make yourself happy. Yeah. And just get divorced. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. We're so bad at this. I don't know. I feel like this is... (laughs) Our advice... I feel like my voice got all high. I don't know. I think it's fine. It's like our... Everything's like, any hardship, just give up. (laughs) I actually feel like our advice is worse because we're like, you could do this or you could do that. You could do either of these options. But it's so true, though. There's so many options. Life is so complicated and different. Like, yeah, there is variables. Yeah. You have to do what works for you because everybody's different. Yeah. Pragmatism, you know? Yeah. So we us giving options. It's like a choose your own adventure. Yeah. Because obviously we've dealt with things differently and both of us are doing fine. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Except for it's not like when I would read the Choose Your Own Adventure books and I would hold my previous places with all of my fingers. Oh, of course. So if I didn't like what happened, I could go back. You can't do that a lot of times. You can in some ways. Sometimes. Technically. Why it's, technically? Well, because like obviously if you make a certain decision, there's no going back on it. But at the same time, it's like there's there's ways. Sometimes. Sometimes, depending on the situation. Obviously, you can't you can't like get pregnant. <laughs> I mean, I guess you can. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah I you guess can. after like a year, <laughs> after you've given birth, it's kind of hard to take it back. You could g- give it up for adoption. True. I mean, yeah. So I feel like the girl with uh, the forehead thing, she could probably break up with her boyfriend and she could take that back and I'm sure he would take her back. Yeah. The, but the, if she gets surgery, that might be a little harder to take Oh, back. yeah. You can't. You could, I guess. Can you get a? Can you have an elongated forehead surgery? Either way, you're getting more surgery, so it's more expensive. So much and more surgery. Work. There's some stuff that's harder to take back. Yeah, bangs grow back. That's a good example My of like a medium. Is it's to like don't go so extreme. Yeah. What was your What was your advice for last time? It's like don't do anything too much. Don't overdo anything. Don't overdo anything. Yeah. It's, we're oh back at it. God. Don't overdo anything. All right, that's gonna be the sign off. <laughs> you told me to come up with something. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been so fun. I'm Brittany Herzbren. I'm David Zafra. Don't overdo anything. <laughs>